0: Hi. Welcome to Someone Else's Movie, the original podcast where an actor, writer, director, or nebulous industry figure gives a little love to a movie they didn't make. I'm Norm Wilner, senior film writer for Now Magazine, and this is the other thing I do. My guest this week is Ali Leroy, a veteran writer, director, and producer whose credits include writing Down to Earth and Head of State, and turning up in both films as the crazy hostile dreadlock guy, and creating the television series Everybody Hates Chris and Are We There Yet, and producing Pootie Tang. Ali made his feature directorial debut in 2019 with the obituary of Tunde Johnson, which is unlike anything he's ever done before. Written by Stanley Kalou, it stars Steven Silver as a gay black teenager caught in a time loop that always ends with his death at the hands of the Los Angeles police. It sounds like a straightforward genre project, but Leroy does something else with it. And now that it's available on VOD after a year and a half on the festival circuit, you should take a look. It's really powerful. It was a bit of a surprise to hear Ali wanted to talk about The Town, Ben Affleck's 2010 thriller about a crew of Boston bank robbers trying to stay ahead of the task force bearing down on them. It's a loose reworking of heat, Affleck admitted as much at the time, with a cast of heavy hitters like Jeremy Renner, Rebecca Hall, Blake Lively, John Hamm, Chris Cooper, and Pete Postlethwaite. Unlike Ali's movie, The Town very much is a straightforward genre project, and that's why he loves it. This is someone else's movie.
1: I've always loved heist movies. (laughs) Ever ever since I was kid, the first uh, heist movie I remember seeing was called The Hot Rock. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Robert Redford, George Segal, Julian Sand, uh, some other people. <laughs> Peter Yates, William <laughs> Goldman. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So so like I've always been because I I don't know like I have this thing that I like about uh, uh, chaos and in every heist movie there there tends to be or there always should be a spot. Where the plan falls apart and everybody has to run. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and and I I I love that moment. I love the that that you know uh, it's it's all the devil in the details thing. Is that for all of the things that you can figure out, however precisely all of these things can go. There's that moment when there was one thing that you just couldn't plan on, and the whole thing falls to pieces. Uh, is it the, the killing where they robbed a racetrack and then all the money blows away at the end? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, I've just always uh, loved these films. So, you know, just over the years, uh, you know, a, a great heist film will always get my, a bad heist film will get my attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah I, but I love them though.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely have the same appeal. I It's the, I think what it is for me is figuring out where the levels of morals go. Because, you know, mm. like if it's a heist, it's always going to be, some form of versus, I think is right, like, to, right, right, to right, steal right, the old right. line from, it's always said in Philadelphia, who is this versus? Like right, you, need, right, you need to know right, who the bad guy is. Right. And yeah. the uh, yeah, the best ones give you people doing amoral things for the right reasons. Yeah. And they really satisfying
1: Absolutely. or something. You have to buy into the ethics of their world. Yeah, exactly. Right. So 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 that's the thing. It's like they kind of have to establish inside the space where they live, Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? What are the gray areas? You know, what are the lines that you absolutely do not cross? Why, you know, when are you forced to cross them? (laughs) Like, so I just, I just love all the emotional complexity of, of, of what the heist film brings out of people in pursuit of money. (laughs) Yep. So, Uh, I mean, that's all, that's always great.
0: No, it's the most basic thing, right? Because especially when, um, there's a reason that we can relate to like the town's genius, I think is that it's rooted in class, that it's, it's like taking the working class thing from Goodwill hunting and just giving everybody guns.
1: Oh my God. Uh, you know, like I, I almost don't know where to start because like, it, like it's so good <laughs> because there's, there's a love story. <laughs> yeah. There are, two family stories right ben and his dad and ben and his friend right yeah yep. and and the, and, and the, you know the love triangle and 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 Ben the you know the 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 authority figure uh, understanding that this is a thing that's been going on and in a lot of ways they're powerless to stop it but not this time right so i just i just love that everybody is genuinely motivated for for real reasons and encounter real obstacles and challenges you know in terms of what they want to do and why they i just love all of the things about it
0: yeah it's um watching it again uh i realized that i had really underrated jeremy renner like i liked his oh. performance i thought he was really solid but i i think i just missed maybe it was because i saw this um in August of 2010, mm-hmm. it was it was playing at TIFF. Right, right. So I saw like a 10 a.m. press screening. I think we had to go all the way uptown <laughs> to see it. It was like a whole trudge. And I right. liked the movie, but I was so kind of focused on Affleck as a filmmaker and and trying right. to connect it in my brain to Gone Baby Gone. And, and I think right. you know, like there's definitely a through line. He's really into atmosphere in those two films. Right, and, right, right, right. And right. and building the world and and just making everybody resent each other for the world and, and you know, like separating people right. by the tiers of class that they've ended up. Well,
1: in. And that's, just, that's you just say like the class aspect, like it's a subset of a world.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Cause Boston is one thing and Charlestown is something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's and like a nation of underdogs.
1: Thing. Oh man. And, and Renner like, uh, uh, so he he's that classic guy. It's like, you know, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, you know, uh, Don Cheadle and Devil Wears a Blue Dress. The friend that you have that you know that you can count on who you also can't trust. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you don't know. You know, he loves you. You know, he'll do anything for you, but you have no idea what he's going to do or why. Yeah, that's and a really good way to put de- it. Just once he makes a decision to do something, you can't stop it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he has your I'm back. Like, oh my yeah, he has your like, back, but I he will probably that. shoot you through it.
1: He will shoot somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's what I love about Jim. Jim, that character, man, and and they say it early on too. You know, it's like they in in the I'm calling it a cold open, but really like in the first three minutes of this film, in the in the first heist, they they establish so much character and relationship dynamics really fast yeah <laughs> and it and it holds like, you know, it holds throughout the, the 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 length of the film, is that we know early on that, that Jim is alive. Why? Because he takes a hostage. They didn't intend to do that. <laughs> and he wants to kill her, and they have to try to stop her. And Ben actually has to take <laughs> this license. And Ben falls in love with this girl. He doesn't know that he's going to. But he doesn't just. It starts with the touch. I mean, it's like it's all of these just, like, little things that are, that are like, to me, flawlessly layered into this story. You know, and it's, it's a classic... Uh, uh, kind of execution of show, don't tell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There, there are like maybe two sequences in the film that require uh, a little bit of exposition, right? And uh, uh, one of those things they hit twice, just the nature of Charlestown and the fact that bank robbers come from there. And the one time they hit it, they hit it with uh, 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 John Hamm's character. Then he hits it again later, yeah, right. just to really kind of get you into like uh, the psychology and the science of this place, you know, which, which I absolutely love. And then when you start just finding out what the relationship dynamics are and the father and his kid never got out of there and he's got this whole story about his mother and, and none of it feels like a lay on. Yeah. none of it yeah. feels forced.
0: Yeah. The thing that I caught this time through was the sense that, you know, there's this there's this rule. Um, my wife has a theory called it was called bad decision theater, where she can't stand watching people make mistakes. Right. Like even if the movie knows they're doing it, it just bugs her because it's like, oh, this is right. going to go badly. But that like the the nature of narrative is that we need to be teed up for that stuff. Right. And there's that thing where where Doug takes his former hostage, now potential girlfriend, out for a latte on the patio. And it's like this is the opposite of incognito, dude. This is the absolute worst right. thing you can be doing. Right. But then it hits me. Ben Affleck has seen Heat so many times that he has to show me that. Like the movie has to know he's making a mistake. Right, right. (laughs) And like the unsustainability of this lifestyle is just sort of punches through in a way that kind of makes perfect sense for this film. And and I was kind of struck by that. Like it's 15 years after Heat, he's made a self-aware movie about the same things by shuffling everything else around it.
1: Right, and so you know, he he invests. Uh, so you know, I mean, you know, of course, you know, heat is heat, and and the heat is so much about the ethics of their particular brand of criminality, right. and we see that play out between these these two characters who are you know in their own ways morally very similar but ethically couldn't be more different, right? And so there's this bond that they establish and and all, you know, and everything leaves that. So you take that guy and in in the town, like that guy now suddenly becomes your partner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah, where a- where morally you believe certain uh, things that are the same, but ethically you know you are two entirely different places—the non-killer and the killer, the mythologist versus the wild card, <laughs> right? So I just I just love that they that they made that particular uh, conflict internal, you know, with uh you know with eyes on the same prize, mm-hmm. and you know it's the you know also that sort of in cold blood, it's like these two guys together are able to do this thing, but they couldn't do it apart, right? <laughs> But and they shouldn't be doing both. it at all. <laughs> right. But if you're got to do it, you need both guys.
0: Yeah. And it's really, it's an interesting argument too now, because we're in this place creatively where people are openly discussing, you know, like sort of toxic behavior in, in the workplace right. and filmmaking and television and how you don't need to be an asshole to do the thing you do. Right. And I kind of get the feeling that he's arguing that out within the movie too, because uh, John Ham's character... Uh, he's not a Vincent Hanna. He's not a methodical right. showman. He's just pissed right. off all the time and right, wants right. to get this guy. Like it's, right. it's an imbe- as you say, he's moved the dynamic of heat to within the, uh, to within the crew. Right.
1: Yeah. But he's we- not like a super badass cop, but this thing keeps happening. And then it, it, it crosses a line for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So in the space of, they've been doing these robberies, they do the army cars, they get a bank, but you know, these guys are pros, nobody gets hurt. But when somebody gets hurt, that changes the dynamic, right? He feels like they're giving him the finger and now he wants to, you know, like really plow into this. And he does in a very, you know, relentless and, and clean way. And it, and it's not showy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, you get John Hamm, you're going to get a certain kind of professionalism in a weird way. And, and Affleck, I think knows that too. And like his, this is his second film. He has a lot to prove. He didn't right. star in gone baby gone. Right. And, there is that, there was a complaint, I remember at TIFF, that there's, what, two scenes of him exercising with his shirt off? But, you know, <laughs> okay. I just assumed that was, like, a Cape Fear thing where he had to just sort of demonstrate Right. It. That's right. But he's really aware of how he contrasts with everybody else. Like, he's always building mirror images and things. And then yeah. with Ham, with it's just another, like, tall white guy with a big chin who... Right exclusively acts in opposition to him. There's none of the right. none of the garbage about mutual respect. There's none of that. Nobody ever has a speech about, oh, this guy, he and I could have right, been friends. Right. Like, nope, they hate right. each
1: other. I right. like
0: the honesty there. Like he's yeah, not trying like,
1: to be everybody's pal. Right. He doesn't make the Tommy Lee Jones turn in The Fugitive. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, I didn't like you when this started. I still don't like you now. <laughs> and you got away. I'm not happy about that in the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird like, height structure too. Well, yeah, but it's, but it's a, it's a, ve- it's a, it's, it feels, uh, you don't, there's no disbelief. Like I was like, I get that. Mm. And, and, and he's ruthless. I mean, that, that he goes after, you know, Jim's sister in a particular way. And he goes after the girlfriend, like he's playing every hand he's got, however, I'm going to turn you against this guy. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, yeah. I have no ethics around that because he has not, <laughs> yeah. so I can't have them and, and expect to catch him if I'm not willing to, you know, in, in, in a manner of speaking, kill in order to do it. But, you know, if he's got to crush or kill somebody's spirit or kill somebody's soul, he'll do that. You know, whereas the team is actually taking out, you know, real bodies.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is weird too, because you have these moments of genuine compassion for the characters that are oh, yeah. suddenly interrupted by incredibly violent activity where people do get hurt. Right. You can't oh, help man. but be confronted with the consequences over and over and over again.
1: You know, one of the, the one of the greatest uh, things about this this film is, uh, to me, is the way Affleck uses silence. There are a number of sequences in the film that, you know, become really, really active and then, you know, become silent. Mm-hmm. Like when they're in uh, I think when they're in uh, the very first robbery and, uh, you know, they're screaming and yelling, they're putting people on the floor and somebody comes to the door pop, 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 and everybody shuts up. Yeah. And it's just, and, like, the stillness, like, it's, it's, like, it's literally amazing, right? And he, and he uses that a number of times where he, you know, runs into this, you know, something that, 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 uh, oh, it's the second time when they, when they, uh, when they hold up the armored car and they have the nun things on. And when they pull the car up and the cop is across the street and it's just this moment of stillness (laughs) and he uses that, like, to incredible dramatic effect. A number of times and each time the way he uses it, it's very different. (laughs) Right. When, uh, when, when, uh, uh, the girl is coming, when they're having lunch out on the patio and he's sitting there and he's waiting for the girl to come and Jim shows up and then they cut to the girl and it goes silent, Like, again, it's just like, I just love the way he, you know, it's as bombastic and explosive as it is quiet and requires you to pay attention in certain moments. And I just love that emotional ride that it, that it takes you on.
0: Yeah. He's uh, something that I think he doesn't get enough credit for as a filmmaker is that he knows how to give people what they want, but not necessarily in the ways that they want it, Mm -hmm. you know, come around corners with things and, and just set up stuff that, it does pay off. I mean, the relationship between uh Renner and Lively, that is a that's a cliche that he uses right, to right. open up the story. But the basic like the, the basic dynamics of it don't surprise us. That is right. you know, it's Val Kilmer and, and Ashley Judd for right, right, right. something that we can hold on to, but it doesn't play out the same way. And right. it lets these actors have kind of fun with the
1: possibilities. Right. And it also uh Blake Lively in this film is just like amazing (laughs) like i i absolutely you know because you know of the films that are that had been set in boston uh uh, what was the uh clint eastwood with sean penn uh mystic river River, yeah mystic river like that same sort of character like these characters are in these various films but but her portrayal of it i just thought was just like you know she she was she was sexy and and ratty (laughs) Right. And 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 all of those things. So I just I just really loved, uh, you know, I, I did. I loved all the dynamics. And like I say, it's this guy's sister and he wants to get out of this place. And none of these people are thinking about that. And and in a lot of ways, don't even necessarily believe that they're, you know, Jim all but says there's nothing else. I don't know how to do anything else. Right. There's no other place for me to go. There's no other way for me to be. I'm going to be here doing this. And you can go if you want to. Uh, oh, that's what it was uh, when when uh, Doug is trying to get out of the last uh, job Mm. and then we discover the Jim Doug backstory and that Jim went to jail for this guy. So it's like those sorts of things come out when they need to come out. They're not like, you know, it's not like a whole bunch of exposition on top of somebody explaining things to you for no reason. Yeah, When they explain, there's a reason why somebody, you know, if you and I had been friends, I don't need to explain to you something that happened between us 15 years ago because we both know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know exactly. It's the it's the you know Jerry. I'm your brother. You know this. It's like yes, he right. does. Why are you telling? <laughs> him?
1: Why are you telling him that? <laughs> yeah. But when someone is trying to manipulate or leverage, you know what your experience is. Maybe you forgot about this thing that happened. Here's why I need you, and here's why I feel justified in in asking this or requiring this of you. Because just for the record, let me remind you what I did. Yeah. <laughs> And it also—it's so just a genuine moment.
0: Yeah, and it sets their relationship into relief because we've already seen the tension between them. We've already seen them playing it, and it's like it doesn't feel like a twist. It doesn't feel like a revelation. It's just an acknowledgement, and then it keeps rolling.
1: Oh, the, the like so many little scenes, like when they go to the guy's apartment that was picking on the girl. She crossed the across the courtyard, and she says she had to go in a different direction. Yeah, like when Doug is smashing this guy's hand with a sledgehammer. And Jim, the crazy guy, is looking at him like, what is going on? He's like, I'm nuts. And right now you're nuts. And I'm looking at you like you're crazy. And he still manages to one-up him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You just smashed that guy's hand with a sledgehammer. You stabbed him in the back of the head with a broken bottle, <laughs> poured drugs all over his face. You beat the hell out of him. And somehow the guy that you brought with you is able to put some icing on that cake. <laughs> yeah. That was Jim. And I just love that he's consistent throughout. Yeah, <laughs> even in the, even in service to his friend. <laughs> like, I still don't know what this guy's going to do. Like, oh shit, I wanted to smash his hand with a slab. Sandra. I don't want to shoot the guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he just wants to play the yes and game. That's all it is. Oh, he wants to do man. something for him.
1: Like, like ju- just that dynamic, you know. So it, it plays out, you know, so many times. And it's just great when it happens. <laughs>
0: I guess that's what it is, too, for me, is that Affleck's sense of letting the actors fill in those moments and not just do a heist movie, right? He, like He actually finds the thing that man did, which is character and and right. adding an aspect of personality to these scenes. Uh, you mentioned Don Cheadle in Devil in a Blue Dress, and yeah. that's like my favorite uh, sidekick performance because you're terrified
1: right. of him, but you love him so much. You, you, it's like you, you call him and you you understand inherently the risk that you're taking
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> you know uh in an f just sidebar for a second uh when uh, uh easy and mouse go looking uh for some guy that they're trying to find and they bring uh a hostage with them yeah <laughs> and, and and easy goes into the house and he leaves the guy with mouse and he comes back out and the guy is dead <laughs> and, and and easy's like why'd you kill him? He's like, you left him with me. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just, it's that flash. And Renner has a moment like that too, where it's just like, I know who I am and I know what I am, but 100%. I can't stop. Like, and it's yeah. just that little tiny notice of note of like that little tiny grace note of tragedy Yeah, into this big, happy, like Pesci doesn't have that in Goodfellas or no. Casino. He's, he's not right. capable of it. Right. And there's just this little moment of allowing the possibility of, you know,
1: all oh, of no, these, a- everybody in the town has awareness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they know where they are. They know what their life is. They know why they're doing it. They understand what the risks are. And again, even inside of this, you know, shady, you know, uh, uh, space of morality, they still have some things, you know, it's like, well, who is the father of this woman's kid? Right. And and it's important that that she has this relationship with you to make any difference that, you know, that I'm a killer. And, you you know, when uh, when they're holed up inside the garage at the end of the film and Doug is saying to the other guy, look, you know, this, this could be it. And the guy's like, oh, OK, you're thinking about bailing. Well, I'm not, <laughs> you know, maybe you got a plan, but I'm going down with the ship. And that's the first guy that gets shot in the head. It's like, you know, even when the other guy goes, look, I can take a pinch. I can get in this car. I'll drive out and I'll make it easy for you guys to get away. He thinks he can go to jail. But, you know. They kill him, <clears throat> but everybody has some awareness of, of what's at stake and they have reasons why they're doing these things with and for each other.
0: Yeah. I think also it's important that it was made two years after the economic collapse. So for mm. maybe those was, was like exactly the right time to watch people taking down the corporations that had already failed. Yeah. Them. yeah.
1: Right. 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 <laughs> it's a weird
0: crowd pleaser, but it kind of works.
1: Yeah. And i also just, I I like the idea that, uh, um, you know, even in terms of, of 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 making the town itself into a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And like so even even in the naming of it, it, you know, it, it sort of implicitly, you know, says that it's a, it's it's as much about this place as it is about anything. Right. This yeah. this story, the way that it works and the way that it plays out is not the same if it's in Tulsa. It's just not. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. I mean, I would also kind of say I've been to Boston a few times. Car chases would be hard there. Traffic's oh, insane.
1: What's I mean, it was, you know, so like every every the the car chase in these tight little streets. Yeah, it's like right, and he pays. You know, that's something specific to that place. And yeah, I've walked on those streets, and you go, yeah, the whole thing is only fifteen feet wide. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like how you gonna drive fast the escape? It's like it's not easy. Watch. <laughs> yeah,
0: it automatically raises the stakes on literally everything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you have to maneuver and go as fast as you can, but there's a tipping point, and e- it's easy for things to go wrong. So I just love that again. Uh, every everything that they could like tap into to make a challenge and to you know to visually just elevate what was happening just did a fantastic job with it yeah so when did
0: you see it did you see it at theatrical release at first time around or catch up uh, later? i
1: do believe so but I've, I've watched it a number of times over the years so much so that oh, uh that. you know it's, it's it's hard to remember and i do remember uh you know, you know, seeing that clip of heat in the town and going, Oh, okay. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. It's like, okay, good.
0: <laughs> yeah. He mentioned it at the press conference at TIFF too. And and I think, you know, like as the thing that couldn't be, cause, cause Affleck, he has this weird thing. I've interviewed him a couple of times and and he's, he's really very invested in being a regular guy who also has an Oscar and lots of money and you know, like the life that he has. Um, but when he came to TIFF, He had, uh, like, he didn't bring Gone Baby Gone there. It was his first film at the festival. He was sort of playing back his investment in it, almost like he Mm -hmm. didn't want to take too much credit for it. He kept talking about the stunts and the team and the second unit and all of that. And rightly so. Like he, you know, he grew up on movie sets. Of course he's going to be that kind of person, but like it's a really solid movie. It's a good commercial exercise and it's, filled with stuff that's interesting
1: it's yeah it's like you know in in the in the heist movies yeah, yeah like it's way up there <laughs> you know it is it's, it's it's way up it's very it's very high in the equation for
0: me yeah i want to say he made a joke about matt damon having the oceans movies but i'm not sure he said it it might have been john ham
1: it was a right, big press right. <laughs> right. but
0: it's like it's clearly like he felt like he wasn't he wasn't trying to match him uh, or one up him, but it's a very different movie. And it did kind of make me wonder like, how would those two like, like they're both crowd pleasers, but in really different ways, the town is about ordinance and armory and, and heavy like skill relationships. sets. Yeah. And how it all right. affects
1: each other. Yeah. The, the oceans movie are, are, you know, you know, fun, and you know everybody's got you know, you know, great, great, you know, uh, uh, serial comic relationships, which is really fun, and and the you know the, the sprinkling of a drama they put on tight. So they they give you enough that there's definitely a tone and a dynamic, and and I and I love those films. But it really is the Mission Impossible of it all. The you know yeah. the centerpiece is how difficult is it going to be for us to pull off this thing, and when we do it, we really can only do it once. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's no there's no hit it, you know. Then do the second one, you know, where it's like, oh, this one didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. Now we are forced into one because that's the set it off model. Yeah, right. That's true. It's like we 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 have one that it works. We have another one that does not go the way we expected. Then we try one more time and everything goes to hell. Yeah, but those <laughs> so are also that's films. Great...
0: About... Oh, yeah. sorry.
1: Those, no, are no, also no, no, films about,
0: those are also films about risk, right? Like where people, the Oceans movies are not where people can really get hurt. You know, you might yeah. get a punch here and there, but, but these are right. films that ultimately have to be a little more serious and a little more grim because, you know, there are bullets
1: involved. People are yeah, going to get I shot. Mean, Oceans 11 and Mission Impossible are not different movies. <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true. <laughs> Like like literally they're not. They do the same thing. They spell out the sequence, how it's supposed to look. And then when you get in the room and the guy does the thing, you understand how it's supposed to go. And then there's they hold back something so that they can tell you how it happened. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. there's no twist in the town, is there? Like it just does what it's going to do. And that's not a negative.
1: It's just a no. straight line. Yeah, you're not you're not shocked. But what 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 happens as you go further into the film is that the nature of the relationships. Become more complex and you begin to understand the dynamics of how and why, you know, when, when, when Doug discovers that the florist killed his mother after having believed all of these years that she just left and, you know, dad didn't cop to it. And now he understands it's like, okay, when he gets the, the actual vendetta, it's a hundred percent real. Right. So, you know, he's killing this guy. Now that's the same Ploy that they use, of course, in heat yep. when he goes back, but it's different because it's my mother.
0: Yeah, no, it's like he keeps finding ways to make stuff land
1: in ways yeah. that they if, maybe. If De Niro before. had gotten the car with the girl and drove off, nobody would have been mad. Yeah, it's true. Ethically, he goes back to get the guy that killed his friend. But it's very, very different than going back to get the guy that killed your mother.
0: Yeah, there's really no other choice there.
1: <laughs> right. In the, in, I, like, I kind of have to do that. My dad's in jail. I'm going to kill you. And then I'm then I'm going to get out of here.
0: Yeah, given the rules that they've established. Really My no friend
1: point. is dead. <laughs> like, I literally, like, I'm definitely leaving. I, I have absolutely 100% nothing to lose. So even if I go into this place and it doesn't work out, okay, fine. But if it does, you'll be dead. The other guy will be dead. And then I'm gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Again, straight line, right? Like, yeah. You know, by the time we get there, there are no other choices.
1: And yes. and it, you know, and sometimes, uh, um, I, you know, I guess again, in in a, in a story like that where the where the characters are, are are really layered and and complex, you know, that that is the ride that you're on, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because you know, all, all the other movies do take the the heist itself and turn that into the thing, you know, uh, and we learn enough about the the jobs that they're trying to pull to understand how they work but they're not so you know uh intricate <laughs> that that we are just marveling at how they did it right? yeah
0: <laughs> yeah there, there's like a working class practicality that really works that serves yeah, they, the story
1: yeah because they keep doing it <laughs> yeah it works <laughs> because that's the thing like uh, yeah we, we held up this many banks this many armored cars and we're going to continue <laughs> It's not a once in a lifetime. We held up the stadium and then we got out of here. It's like, oh, we're going to wait till the next stadium fills up, then we'll rob that one. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It is a renewable model when you think about it. No, they, I mean, all things being equal, if everyone agrees, you know, internally about how they are to proceed, you know, Doug goes away possibly with the girl, Jim gets replacement, and they continue robbing banks. Yeah, <laughs> but he can't let it but go. Everything goes to hell because one guy wants a thing that none of the other people want. He yeah. actually wants to get out. <laughs> and yeah. nobody else wants him to get out. Yeah. So that's how true. Is that's that's gonna happen.
0: That's a variation you don't see very often in these movies, right? Cuz everybody's, you know, there's the one last job model, but the not the I quit model.
1: Right. Yeah, he was trying to quit before the last job, they force him into doing the last job, and he goes, "Okay, I'll do it and here's how it works." And then when it goes to hell, it's like, "Okay, now nah, I really got to quit." Yeah. I mean,
0: he was right the first time. Clearly,
1: right. I mean, and that was two times in a row. Like in in both of the uh, in the second and third jobs in the film, Doug has reservations both times, mm-hmm. <laughs> and things go wrong. And things go wrong both times. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is great in the storytelling model because yeah, it's like uh, and and even in even in the uh, the Fenway job, the thing that goes wrong is. He didn't he you know, he didn't understand what would happen with the women in his life. Yeah. <laughs> right. That guy got the necklace and told the other girl about it and sent her to the room where he was. And now she's on some I want to come with you. And he's across the street from the place where it's like all of that. And, yeah. and again, it's a in, in a, it's a it's a dramatic and tense moment in, you know, in this film that's bombastic. But it has it draws you in just as much because. As a viewer, we're sitting there. It's like, okay, what happens? Is this girl going to be too loud? Is she going to draw some kind of attention? How is this going to play out? Oh, she gets high and she crashes her car. <laughs>
0: Did not see that coming. In the
1: hospital. Didn't see it coming. And and she doesn't tell because she wants to tell. It's like, I'm, we're, your kid is being taken right now. Yeah. Not we're going to take your kid. You're in the hospital and your child is being taken away right now. What would you like to do? And she's already been told, get out by Doug and stay out. <laughs> Oh, well, in that case, they're over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's reasonable, right? Like, it's the it's a logical thing to do. It's not an idiot plot. At right. no point do people, like, people make mistakes based on their character. Like, they make right, bad right. choices, but they don't right. do stupid things.
1: And I, and I love, uh, and again, the pacing of it is just so great. Because they, you know, the, the other lift is uh, uh, when they're inside the stadium and, uh, you know, all of the, uh, you know, law enforcement is, you know, sitting up outside of the building and they're waiting for the guys to show up and the guys are inside getting ready to get, it's like, oh, y'all got that from Heat 2. They're yeah. already there. Yeah. By the time you show up, they're on the way out. Yeah, he <laughs> And so he, he did a great job of, it's like, okay, you can't replicate, you know, no one's ever going to be able to replicate that street shootout and he, it's just, you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But you
0: can tease it, which is really smart and show us right. that you know what we're expecting and then right. just go in another direction. Oh
1: man. So yeah, just 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 really, really great. And you know, Jim going down uh, you know in the middle of the street was just like a fantastic moment. And Doug seeing him and realizing I can't help my friend. I want to, I can't. Yeah. And I'm making the decision to he said what he wants with his life. He said he can't go back to jail. He said all of these things. So I understand what he wants and and needs as a person. And you know, in a manner of speaking. I have to give him that and I'm going to get out of here and go try and do what I got to do. So amazing piece of work, man. Yeah.
0: Everybody goes out the way they want to, which I
1: know, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I wanted to ask because I've been trying to figure it out. Uh, the, the way I wrap these podcasts is always the same, which is that I ask the guest, Uh, if there's anything of the film that they've borrowed or lifted or stolen. And I'm trying to figure out ever since I heard, this is what you wanted to talk about, how this works with the obituary of Tunde Johnson, because in terms of defying expectations there there's that because the movie Mm -hmm. really isn't what it's sold as. And Mm -hmm. it is in terms of, you know, like a time loop movie, it does something that I've never seen before, which is that awful sense of the unconscious accrual Mm -hmm. of trauma that Tunde wakes up every day, uh, not knowing what's happening to him, but, carrying the weight of what's happened to him and we get right. to watch that build. And it's a metaphor for, you know, black life in America, which is something I've never right. seen before on film. And it's a really kind of startling way into that, but the town and Tunde sort of exist in separate universes.
1: Well, 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 absolutely. Uh, I mean, what, what I feel like they they do have in common uh, is again, the, the characters in Tunde are, are layered. Right. Sure. Uh, you know, they, they 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 easily could have been tropes, you know, and and Stanley did an amazing job. And the funny thing is, I was talking to him about it the other day, and he he literally said that in crafting, you know, the, the characters, what what he did was took the tropes and then tried to make them human. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. So, you know, so so Marley and Soren, you know, the jock, the pretty girl It's like, OK, these are the people in this place, but how do we really inform them and expand you know, who they are and how they function, you know, uh, in this space and then how their dynamics bounce off of each other. Because that's another thing in terms of the way uh, the loops play out is that when when Tunde makes certain you know adjustments at the beginning of his day, what it does is a domino effect and suddenly changes the way the day goes. So we as an audience are not ahead of him. Right. Because he doesn't know what's about to happen next. We don't know what's about to happen next. And things continue to unfold, you know, in surprising and sometimes shocking ways. And another thing just in terms of the the, the use of silence and quiet moments juxtaposed against these, you know, these loud, violent moments is something that I think it has in common with that film. Because right before something awful happens, it's quiet. <laughs> and the and the thing and and the way that it you know the way that those moments ratchet up you know however quickly they happen and that's a that's the sad thing and something that you know we have come to understand about these altercations is that they go from zero to 60. You know something starts out as a conversation and 47 seconds in somebody's dead yeah and and somehow you know It's never the responsibility of the person who is armed to try to guide how this thing is supposed to go. And so, you know, the idea that even the person who, you know, does have, you know, uh, uh, armament and authority and station on their side, even they can't really predict what's going to happen because they don't know who the other person is and whatever, you know, like, you know, we talk about implicit bias and all these other things. Whatever the wild cards are that would make this person do a thing that they didn't believe that they would do is something that happens and they do the unthinkable or the unexpected. (laughs) Because it didn't occur to them when a guy pulls up to a guy in the car and a guy goes, oh, yes, by the way, I have a gun. It's over here. (laughs) They didn't train us for that. (laughs) Now my brain is spinning. And then, you know, again, you know, 30 seconds later, a guy got shot. And uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, there's that moment, too, um, outside the convenience store. We don't even see what happens. Like, it's just an incident that is unknowable to the camera. And right. that's something that, again, you know, like, that could be, that's like this horrible, sick joke of the movie where we don't even need to be present for this to happen. It's just going to keep going, which was something, and, again.
1: And you, you can't control it. You don't know what somebody's going to say. And however it is, right to right respond, justify it or not justify it. A guy was jaywalking the other day, and now he's dead. Yeah, Like literally that was three days, of course. And I, you know, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. I could go on.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the movie does a really eloquently horrible job of speaking for itself. So I'm glad it's yeah. there to point to people.
1: And I mean, I guess the last thing that I really want to be able to say about it, and you know, as much as we talk about, you know, the, you know, violence against black bodies and, and what that particular interaction is about, you know, ultimately I, I tell everyone that for me, this is really about, this is really a love story, a tragic love story. You know, it's really a young person trying to figure out, you know, how he fits into the world and, and, and who he belongs with and, and how he thinks and sees himself and what he believes he needs in order to be okay that really is what is at the heart of this film and you know it's above you know uh, uh the violence aspect of it i mean it speaks to that but it really is just about that you're young and you are coming into a world and you're and you're trying to determine you know how to live and, and, and how to be who you are and who can accept that you know it's 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 a lot going on in this film yeah. uh yeah, yeah I, I think we did a good job with it i, I hope other people agree
0: Yeah, I think it lands. I think people are going to I mean, I hope people are going to discover it. But uh, if they don't, I'll just yell at them until they do. That's what I get
1: Listen, we'll tell everybody that will listen (laughs) that it's out there. That's right.
0: Okay, listeners, if you like the town, you will enjoy the obituary of Tunde
1: Johnson. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do that.
0: My thanks to Ali Leroy, whose heartbreaking first feature, The Obituary of Tunde Johnson, is now available on VOD platforms across North America. Thanks also to Zachary Green and Daniel Tana. They know what they did. You can find Ali on Twitter at MrLeroy, all one word, M-R-L-E-R-O-I. And you can find The Town on Blu-ray and DVD from Warner Home Entertainment. It's also in one of those ridiculous Ultimate Collector's Edition boxes in an extended cut with a street map and stuff. Otherwise, it's also available on Apple TV and Google Play and streaming on Crave in Canada and Amazon Prime in the U.S. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Norm Wilner and elsewhere on the internet at NowToronto.com where I'm hosting a bunch of podcasts these days and writing a weekly Now streaming newsletter to which you can subscribe at NowToronto.Substack.com And you can find this podcast on Twitter at Semcast S-E-M-Cast and on the web at SomeoneElsesMovie.com Our theme song is By the Last Year If you like it or the show in general, say so Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you've been enjoying us Every little bit helps, it truly does And check out the other shows on the Frequency Podcast Network while you're there Stay inside, watch movies, wear a mask if you go out. I'll see you next time.